hentai or pad thai? The show that makes you guess, is this stirring noodles or is this animated sex? I'm Dakota with your co-host, Chorcy, and let's get started. Chorcy, bring out the first sound. That was a good one. I think that was a good intro. Pad thai or a hentai? Isn't that good? Where did this I thought come about from? off the off the dome, dude. Off the my big old brain. I just ate oh uh, so I just ate Chinese and right before we recorded this episode <laughs> Give us a sound then. This might be a little too much information. So I was watching this game show on YouTube and um I was watching Double Dare two thousand and it was like the wrestler edition type deal for Double Dare and the host said the word bambino. Which I forgot is like an actual word that people use in normal society. Um, mm-hmm. I know Bambito to be a specific male porn star. Are you thinking of Mandingo? No, no, no. His name is Bambino. Oh. And so, There's like, another one, man. I, I, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But, like, yeah. I immediately paused the YouTube and was like, am I really getting pre horny? It's a thing I said out loud and was like, yep. It's happening, and immediately it was like, I gotta grab my iPad, and it's just it's time to do this. Your brain's like, you know what's happening? Like, I don't even want to. I just have to know. It's like it's like the Russian like code activator. Like I've been activated. Like I gotta I gotta be my knee now. Like here we go. It's so wild to be like, I had the sexual thought, and uh, it will drive me crazy for the next six hours if I don't take care of this. So. I was just do it now, get it out of the way. I wasn't planning on beating my meat on my couch and three o'clock in the afternoon, but here we are. The worst part is when my brain's like, well, you ain't got anything better to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, can't not. Can't like, not. what else do I do? Like, bro, what else are you doing with your life right now? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you what, got like, one exactly. sock on right now. Come on, bro. <laughs> like, you're obviously not in a rush to do anything else. Just, just quick, we'll get back to it. Oh, man. Yeah, truly truly was a wild time and then finished and then watched the rest of the episode like nothing happened there you go see it controlled the urge you're good it did i guess it the urge probably happened because i online dating has been did you see the message in the group chat yeah i love that <laughs> i liked it a lot no i don't love it i these men these boys Here, let's re- let's recreate it let's recreate it okay. me the wrestler 1985 hello how are you doing i'm good how you doing good let's wrestle (laughs) the girl it's the girl it comes out of nowhere like and then it's so funny because it's like i don't it's gotta it's it's gotta be a bit if his name is the wrestler and then his like caption is like go to is like Let's wrestle, girl. Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be a little fake. Like the someone just playing a character. So I got curious. So I messaged this man back and was like, um, "Hold on, give me a second. Let me see." I was like, "So, do do you actually want to wrestle?" And he's like, "Yep, I used to do it in high school." So I don't, I can't. I can't figure out the sexual intention in this if there is any or if this man truly is out here hunting for wrestlers. Is he? 
Is he catfishing men and saying like, "Oh my god, I'm sex is man," so they're just gonna be like pitting him and do like, "Like, oh, you're so aggressive." Like, <laughs> like I don't. What is happening? I mean, I know there's a niche porn for this type of thing, but because he's so authentic in his interest of wrestling, it almost reads non-sexual, which is more confusing. I hope it's not. I really hope it's not. I hope someone takes one of the offer and then they actually wrestle. <laughs> Unbeknownst to one of them. <laughs> to one. <laughs> like, I mean, th- there's two ways the situation could play out. I mean, you could go into it thinking we're going to fuck and then you wrestle and it's like, okay, well, now I'm just turned on for touching another man, but nothing, nothing happened. Or the opposite is that the guy thinks that they're actually just going to wrestle and then at one point you realize that the the wrestler eighty five has like these button down pants and his dick just flops out and it's like oh we are we are we are we are on a ride ladies and gentlemen and but that'd be smart though he's gonna it's like me he gets you like in a top. position and it just like falls out like right in front of your face it's like okay I so many pornos start like that like well, so many do it's just here. I got it's it. Like, oh, it just fell out. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> and it's so weird to be like, I've seen so many people, men, women, non-binary, who are like, well, there's a dick in front of me, so I got to I gotta at least like put it in my mouth. <laughs> my favorite are the ones who are like, you know, I just got to make sure, I got to make sure it fits. Like, like there's this one video, which, this gay video, where like it's this guy complaining about his girlfriend and like his dick is too big, so his girlfriend won't let him fuck. Uh, and so his roommate is gay, and his roommate's like, "Well, I mean, you know, like in the gay community, you know, that's not that's not a thing." And so the straight guy's like, "Well, like, can I show you my dick?" And like, you tell me if you think it's too big. And the gay guy, you can see on his face how excited he becomes. <laughs> he's trying to hide. He's like, "Yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's cool, whatever." Um, and I feel like certain <laughs> listeners are gonna know exactly what video I'm talking about. <laughs> My favorite is the one where you talk about where he just throws the guy out of frame onto the bed. I think it's a favorite one. Like I love our relationship where it's like we'll like text each other about I think we've talked about this in the podcast. We'll just text you like, yo, I saw something crazy and then describe it. Because, yes. Charlie, you see the wildest shit and it's so funny in the moment that it's like uh like it'll kill the boner for like 15, 20 minutes because it's just so funny. And then at one point, like You'll go like sometimes I'll go throughout my day and it's like, oh, I didn't finish my nut. I gotta go back, <laughs> and then I'm like backtrack. Like I'm like started making breakfast or something. You're like, no, no, no. Like you got to shut all this shit down until you nut. <laughs> Nothing can happen. Because <laughs> I truly, agenda. I feel it. Like I can tell. Like mentally, if I didn't nut in the morning, it's usually a bad day. I'm not even joking. Like, there's just something about it where it's like, I'll be at work and it's like 3, three o'clock and I'm like, I never finished my nut. That's why I'm so irritated around these little fuckers. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now that we've talked about porn for eight, nine minutes, eight minutes, <laughs> we're going to transition into the actual topic of today. Oh, my God. Is... We didn't even do a real intro. No, we didn't. I actually don't know how we got here. How did we get here? Oh, hentai and pad thai. It is your yeah. fault. And then you, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah okay, yes, it yeah. is 100% my fault. But then you <laughs> talked about actual noodles and how when you were eating it and watching a show, someone talked about porn. So 
the topic was related. Yeah, it was to our opener. So if anything, yeah, the actual topic is related. We we talk about fucking. We talk about sex. Um, you know, doing the diddly. The uh, y'all know who the fuck this is. The birds and the bees, the cat and the mouse, the the twig and the berries, and the horse mouth, and you know, what do they call it? The the cock gobbler. What's the thing with the teeth? You know what I'm talking about? Teeth. Yeah, the thing with the teeth. It's like I think it's a worm. I think it's a worm. I don't like this. I don't like this. I wish I could see what I was doing. Going. I don't even know. Uh, He's with horse mouth and I think with the teeth, and I'm like, I am lost. No, no, no. I think it's a worm with teeth, and it was a horror movie. Um, oh god, I don't know. It's leaving me. Anyway, yes. I hope it leaves you. I hope it doesn't come back. <laughs> It'll click at some point during this episode. We're talking <laughs> about the birds and the bees. But I decided we're going to keep it a little classy. Not too much, but just a little bit classy. I wanted to have a more serious, in-depth conversation with you, Dakota. You specifically. So I spent some time over the past week. What are you looking around at? Who's <laughs> Dakota? <laughs> What the fuck? You were in a closet, my man. What are you looking for? Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. <laughs> you got it. There it is. <laughs> I hate you so much. Happy Pride Month. Anyway, right. so we I spent some time talking with some friends about this topic. So I was very curious about their answer. Um, so when it comes to sex and it comes to morality when it comes to sex, I feel like there's a lot of gray areas. And some people spend time trying to make those gray areas black and white, but I think this is a specific situation that proves it to be not as defined as we'd like it to be, and an instance in which we should allow sex to be fluid and be gray. Um, so we're going to specifically talk about masturbation, jacking off, beating the meats, um, tenderizing the sirloin, um, spanking the monkey. What are other terms Choking for this? Choking a chicken, uh, draining the anaconda, um, filleting the fish. Ow. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some bad hand jobs, so I feel like that's a thing. So, the question I have for you, my good sir. Would it be wrong to be attracted to a non-sexual friend? Is where we'll start with. So is it wrong to be sexually attracted to someone who you've never had a romantic interest in, but, like, you could see yourself fucking? I don't think so. I mean, that's, like, a hard issue that people talk about all the time. Like, oh, men and women can't be friends, right? But, like, I can't see you can call it wrong. So there's a lot of people that are, at least in a little way, attracted to their friends, Presumably the group likes a lot of group dynamics. So that's where we sex attract to their friend. It just, like, I mean, it's kind of up to the group dynamics. Like, do you act on that? And, it, like, same thing as a lot of people that have friends that like, they're sexually attracted to. They're like, oh, I just think you're attractive. Like, I'd fuck you, but I wouldn't want to date you. And those people that would. So I don't think, I don't think it's wrong at all. I think it's pretty common, actually. Fair. Let's dig in a little deeper, because, again, I want to tie it in with masturbation in particular. Um, and like I said, I have been on both sides of this conversation. Uh, I, I, at least I think I've had it happen to me and I know I've had this thought about my friends. Um, 
Is it wrong in terms of masturbation to have sexual fantasies about your friends? Wrong? I mean, I don't really think so. I think don't tell them because that'd be weird. That's kind of the same thing as like with sex dreams. Lots of times sex dreams you can't control. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've had sex dreams about people that I have had no not one to fuck and it's like been a nightmare actually. It's a sex nightmare. <laughs> that's fair. And so like, you know, if I'm not controlling that, that's still like in a way like a fantasy, right? My brain's coming up with that even if I'm not actually attracted to them. Then that would equate that. So I don't think it's wrong. I think, again, it's like, it's hard because like as long as you're retaining that behavior not acting on it because like i think honestly if you tell that to somebody like oh i beat off thinking about you when you gonna ruin the friendship either way you ruin the friendship <laughs> like and once you make that claim it goes one of two ways they never speak to you again or you guys end up having sex really really just like oh thank you i appreciate that do you still get coffee and then go our separate ways and we'll never talk about that again like there's no way to have that conversation i wouldn't say it's wrong because i think a lot of people do that because i think the amount of times people just have like small crushes on their friends especially when kids are like going through puberty or like college when it's like oh there's somebody i know or like and then like you don't see them that often mm-hmm. it's like kind of like where do you draw a line except if you make it if you say that's wrong then you kind of have to extend like oh you shouldn't jerk off thinking about anybody It kind of leads me to my next point or question. Uh, and I'm specifically trying to not indicate my feelings on this uh, for a reason because I don't want to lead you. But the flip side to that perspective is by not telling someone, you have revoked their consent of how you view their body. You have created this sexual image of them and you haven't given them the right to reject said sexual sexual image of them, which is morally wrong. Because if you remove that consent from someone, that's not acceptable. I feel like it's a very very murky area to lay in specifically with masturbation I think I guess like should you beat off to your friends <laughs> no that's not what the conversation <laughs> although you're saying but no I'm like, okay I'm gonna say like maybe you shouldn't because one like I think if you're actively thinking about your friend in that sense it's not a good idea in the sense of you are sexualizing them more in your head you're kind of cementing that idea Mm-hmm. And if that's not your friend group, it shouldn't be there because it's going to ruin your friend dynamics because you're going to start thinking like that. Um, so should you? No. Is it morally wrong because they can't get that image out of, like you're sexualizing them without their consent is hard to agree with because in that sense, you can never sexualize anyone because it's a thought in your head and they... Like, you're not going to go, like, hi, I'm sexualizing you in my head right now. Like, I'm meeting you in this bar right now. I think you're very attractive. I'm imagining fucking you right now, and that's why I wanted to come talk to you. 
And the person's like, oh, no, please don't do that. You're like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thought gone. Like, it doesn't work like that. Um, so I... Yeah, that kind of goes in the whole sense of, like, we need to stop just, like, over-sexualizing people in general. Because okay. then it kind of leads to, you know, thoughts or actions that aren't um, effective or morally wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, just saying, like, hey, you shouldn't... Because then it kind of go, like, you shouldn't think of somebody in a sexual way because they can't consent to you think about them like that is hard yeah it's hard to make that statement and agree with it since like how do you ever hook up with somebody or talk about because then you have to straight up be like be robotic if you if you make the argument that's not consensual it's morally wrong then you kind of just and the only way to make it okay is to let them know what your thoughts are that's absolutely insane behavior mm-hmm like a stranger on the street like oh they're really attractive like hey sorry I, you walked by and I thought about fucking you thank you have a good day like that's that's insane behavior like oh yeah honestly arrest that I man. might walk that, that right now <laughs> <laughs> like, if someone said it to me while I was single like oh word let's go <laughs> but like to have to say that every time like is absolute that's insane behavior yeah so I don't yeah I think some people would be surprised about what I think of them if I had to do that um my personal feelings on it so like i said i when i asked this question to some some friends some in like group chats and some of just random strangers for those who said that it is morally apprehensible the the reasoning behind why i struggled to agree with that ideology was mostly i felt like their arguments were based on the concept of them knowing yeah like it wasn't really based off off of them not knowing they were for the most part uh creating this kind of story or scenario in their head where even if they didn't know now the fact that i chorsey have introduced this question in their head means they'll think about it with all of their friends and evaluate who could be guilty of it and if you could be guilty you were guilty mm-hmm and that felt very problematic to me. Like, when it comes to those sexual attractions, you can't really control, like, who you're sexually attracted to. Um, I mean, I guess you could do some castration type of stuff, but that's a little more problematic down the road. But, like, you think I would have chosen being attracted to men? We're trash. We're absolutely trash. <laughs> you think I would have chosen this life? I know what we do. We're pretty fucked up. Um, if I could choose, I would be like asexual. I'm like, I, I can't deal with this. Or, and there's a reason why I tend to ebb back and flow between that gray sexuality and asexuality versus <sighs> I just really want to fuck. And and I've, even, I've, I've said this before. I, maybe I haven't said this on a podcast, but I've definitely said it to friends before. If I get drunk enough, I could see myself fucking a woman. I could see myself, at the very least, eating out a woman. I'm very curious about what it tastes like. 
very curious about because it's such it's like house keys bro like it's not that great <laughs> like like taste you ever suck on some pennies <laughs> that's what it yeah. tastes like dude to get the thought out of your head it's not especially because i and some are cleaner pennies than others that that's the best way i can describe it i um i'm attracted to masculinity and maybe it's just the way i've grown up maybe it's my understanding of sex for me there's actually nothing more masculine than seeing a man eat a woman out like anyone can buy a dildo or a strap on and fuck someone and penetrate them and i'm also not 100 percent sold on the concept of penetrative sex i tend to be more interested in oral and foreplay than i am actual penetrative um that's just been based on my experiences and my, and my history uh most bottoms are greedy most tops don't know what they're doing um and i value my body too much in both forms to really allow penetrative sex <laughs> also oral sex and foreplay and teasing is more versatile i can do that just about anywhere I also tend to like the the interesting aspects of being able to do it in public without other people knowing. We won't get into my kinks right now, which is basically what this episode is going to get into. Anyway, um, for the most part, I feel like, oh, how, how should I say this? I guess I'm going to try and get get us back on, on, on track. If you don't know, it doesn't really hurt you, in my opinion. If As long as you said, if it's never discussed, and if the person who's doing it is able to continue our friendship without those sexual expectations of me, I don't actually have a problem being sexualized in that sense. I also don't know. So, like, it's hard for me to have a problem with something I have no indication of happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if they're doing some shady shit, that's different. But, like, what? Like, you're just thinking about me? Yeah. Okay. It's like, what you do behind your closed doors is kind of... You know, it's you behind your closed doors. I really don't have a right. I feel like I don't have a right to tell you how to jack off. Basically. Yeah. As long as you're not. Mm, uh, like, I can see, like, this kind of goes to, like, back, like, how you don't like dating men because they'll be trash. That's kind of the same thing, like, guys just send girls dick pics. Like, because now it's like, all right, now you've let them know, and it's unwelcome. And that's what with a lot of, like, men not knowing how to you know be sexually mature and emotionally mm-hmm. mature mm-hmm. um <laughs> i have a text like i think for like a lot of straight dudes like when you watch porn seeing the dick is like one of your least favorite parts you're not interested about that like if it's just a dick by itself it's not cool it's not fun to look at at least for straight men so why did you think you just send that to a woman unprompted and like not doing anything it's just like it's a horrible angle it's like your face like this just like taking the picture you know like <laughs> straight men don't make it with good angles i know how do you think i know some do 
not without a lot of work. And yeah, it usually requires the assistance of a woman or a gay man. And, like, the people that just send out mass dick pics <laughs> are the people that probably, like, beat up about people and then tell them. And they're also, like, usually unconsensual dick pics. So, yeah. But, again, I think it's really – it's the it's the not knowing. And it's, it's something, again, that's hard to – I guess, for lack of a better term, hard to police. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, you think about somebody? <laughs> huh? Did they say that's okay? Like it's just it's it's nearly impossible, if not impossible, to like police that because again, there's a lot of like you know invasive thoughts too. Mm-hmm. Like I've had sexual thoughts about people I wasn't even sexually interested. In. Like I said, like it just happens. Like oh no, I don't even like this. I'm like wait, do I? Like no, no, right? And then. Yeah, so I think it's it's something pretty impossible to police. Um, yeah, and again, it's like it's not hurting. I think it's really like as long as they don't know. Because again, I think with some of the people that would say, and people could tell us, reach out to us if you think what we're saying is wrong. But people that would say like, oh, I think it's you know morally wrong i don't think are completely innocent either like mm-hmm. you tell me you've never had a sexual thought about somebody without their consent every time you have a sexual thought about somebody you reach out to them i mean technically that can't unless you're ace and don't have those sexual inclinations yeah. For the most part the way a romantic relationship starts is typically by some minute interest and wanted to have sex before you could quote unquote give that consent. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think people get consent? You don't just like randomly say, like, because even if you say, like, oh, like, if you ever have sex, like, yeah, you have my consent. Because now you said the word sex and now you're thinking about it. Like, you can't have that discussion <laughs> without ever having that thought. It also, technically, one could argue it also ruins porn by that same ideology because you wouldn't be able to explicitly receive consent directly from the performers yeah like you can assume consent because of their industry work and it being public to a point that's why it's always like but then you say you're assuming consent leads into the issues a lot of people like a lot of crime and violence happening against sex workers mm-hmm. because like oh well it's your job like of course you would like that right and that kind of goes in the same vein of like oh just you guys consent once doesn't mean you get it all the time so yeah it's just I and this was just one very specific example but I've been thinking a lot about sex just in general as you all we have know. heard in the episodes leading up to this um and i think as i've been getting slightly older not much but you know a little bit older i just been thinking more about like what i guess what sex means to me and what my expectations are and i remember in college there was a lot of focus when it came to the conversations of consent um as as there should be and i'm very thankful those conversations happen but i'm realizing in the practical sense 
how quickly those black and white white lines that were defined for us in college become great. Um, this morning, I had a conversation with one of our mutual friends because uh, I got a message on <laughs> I got a message on Grinder from a gentleman um, who immediately said "Hey" and then was a dick pic, <clears throat> and his penis kind of looked like a Vienna sausage. Oh, I'm not going to punish him. And I am not really a size queen. Again, I tend not to really bottom because I think tops are dangerous. Um, that's you know, again, a whole, we can we can talk about kinks in the next episode. But um, I sent them a message. Was like, I'm not really a size queen. You know, I I usually appreciate confidence more than size. Uh, but the audacity of a little dick nigga sending me a dick pic of his little gummy worm off the rip with no introduction or conversation has me <laughs> cry. <laughs> because it's just, it's so wild to me because like my profile explicitly states I don't accept NSFW pictures at first. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, me and a good friend of mine, we talked about it a lot this morning, where it's, you know, he and I are a little of the same ideology where we require he calls it an interview which i think i think it's hilarious like i i want to get to know you before we fuck yeah um and there are some people out there who are on the opposite end of the spectrum where the least i know of you the better uh to the point where you will truly just message a blank square you'll never see them you'll never get their name not know like what they sound like what they look like and people would just send them their address or just meet up at a random location location with a location with a truly truly random stranger. I should get murdered. I'm too afraid of that. I mean in that sense, I what has calmed me down a little bit about hookups is you could be murdered by someone you know. Like it could be my best friend, it could be a stranger. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. I'm a die home from a nut. The way I lived. <laughs> <laughs> he died doing what he loved. So, like, on that sense of, like, uh, I kind of, I at least emphasize with that. But mm-hmm. it's just, you know, like, on an app like Grinder, it almost feels as though, like, my friend and I are outside of the social norm of not wanting a dick pic first or not wanting an ass shot first. Um,. And wanting to just like still wanting sexual relations with people, but I want to be able to get to know you first. I had this issue in college uh, when it came to uh, a friends with benefits type of situation uh, because I set my parameters and I tend to be fairly clear about what my parameters are. And you know, one of them was that I don't want every single time where we hang out that we fuck. And he was like, so what's the point in this? And I was like, well, we're friends with benefits, so we should actually have a friendship that has sex in it and is a one of the main parts, but it's not the only part of our friendship because otherwise that's a fuck buddy. And so for me, I define those as two very different types of relationships. Like for me, a friends with benefits is someone that I could go out to brunch with and could also fuck 30 minutes later. 
Mm. A fuck buddy is who gets the booty calls. Like, specifically, like, 2.30 in the morning, I have no one else. Yo, be here in 20 minutes type of deal. A friends with benefits, I'm going to tend to respect your schedule a little more. I'm going to care a little more about your wants and needs emotionally outside of just the sex. Mm. Whereas a, a fuck buddy, if, you know, we're contractually obligated to fuck, all I care about is that it's a good fuck. I don't want to hear nothing about your mama being in a hospital. I don't care anything about how your cat got ran over by SUV. I don't care anything about how you got laid off. I don't care. Make me nut. <laughs> Those are the two differences. I feel that, though. Like, I understand where you're coming from. And so, like, when I approached someone, it was like, you know, let's talk more about this friends with benefits situation. You have to understand, to get the benefits, we must be friends. That's why it's a friends with benefits, not benefits with friends. This ain't words with friends, my nigga. That's not how this works. Fair. Fair. <laughs> and most, in my experience, I won't generalize to say most queer men, but in my experience, the majority of the queer men that I've interacted with don't get that. And the fact that I constantly still am bombarded with dick pics when I just don't want to see it also slightly offended at the ideology that the first thing you think I want to see is your dick like at least change it up for me show me show me a little everything if you're gonna send something um it's it just really ugly I mean an ass is an ass I still haven't seen an ugly ass yet I have was there like a crater in it how is an ass ugly just be ugly like, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want a body shape, but I've seen something like, I don't want to look at this. Like Hank Hill type of situation? Like, it's just like a, you know, a surfboard? <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, yes. Okay. I mean, yes. still, I mean, I'm not looking for a peach, you know? I just need something to hold on to, maybe. Like we've talked. There have been times, like, I've catch myself getting bored. Like, I'm like, I'm wasting my time here. So, I think I think that's really where it comes from. Like, I'm not even having fun. I'm not having fun. You're not very pretty. <laughs> oh, Dakota. My brain isn't always very nice. And I've <laughs> luckily never say the stuff I say on here that I'm broadcasting to anyone that ever finds this link. I would never actually say it to a person, probably. <laughs> that probably is my favorite part. <laughs> like, as of this far, I haven't. We've been pretty good. I've never said something totally outlandish. Mm. <laughs> 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 like, I know some of the shit I've said. Like <laughs> most of the time, I don't say. I'm thinking about the time I told a man I was going to put a baby in him, and I'm just. <laughs> oh, I've never said something like totally mean to someone. So I say that. So the stuff I say on here, like I would never like say to that person. Are we talking specifically in the concept of, uh, or in the like restraints of just sex? Never said anything yeah, mean. Restraints of like, sex, like the stuff I said, like, oh, I want to do this. I've never like said that to a person that's having sex with. 
Uh, I don't think I can agree personally. Nice. I'm proud of that, though. Um, it wasn't something I verbally said. My body started convulsing. Everybody's like, get us out of here. Yeah, and I think that's a very clear, like, I will not fuck you. You couldn't pay me enough to fuck you type of deal. I've definitely gone soft a bunch. Yeah, but I feel like that's normal. I also feel like we... We put too much pressure in terms of like maintaining a constant erection the entire time because there's there's always other things you can do if you're sexually well versed. And I mean this comes from someone who again, I don't particularly enjoy penetrative sex on both ends. It's it's a very messy situation for me. It's very messy. <laughs> um it is. It just it is. We're gonna have to put like an NSFW label, like on the NSFW label for this one. <laughs> but like, I mean, bottom hurts. Some sometimes topic hurts if your bottom is hella tight. Tight I don't, isn't cool. No, no, no. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've heard a lot of straight men be like, "Yeah, she was so tight. Like that was great." I I don't know what you mean because I've had some time. tight bottoms and like. It it felt like uh, the phrase my daddy say is trying to fit ten pounds of meat in a five pound bag, like because you almost have to like start semi to like a quarter. Yeah, I got it. Just so it's malleable enough to fit in there, and you have to balloon while you're inside of them. Yeah, that's the worst part. Like it's the hardest part is when you are soft inside and getting hard on the inside. Like that's tough. Like, the amount of times, like, I think that's, I think that's the difference. It's usually, like, unless we've hooked up several times. Mm. So, unless, like, with a partner, we've had sex a lot before. If one of our first, if I'm not drunk, one of our first couple interactions, it's, like, pushing rope. And, like, from the beginning, I'm not there, honey. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> Oh my god! I think our first time, I usually only get anxious around people I care about. I think during sex, or like at least like I feel that pressure. Usually around people that like I care about a little bit. It's like I want them to have a good time. If I don't care about. <laughs> I want them to have a good time. Like they're seeing your show. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to perform well. I want to be like I wanna perform well. <laughs> but if it's someone that like I don't care about. I'm like, I'm going to get mine. And if I don't, then that's not me. For, if I'm not drunk. For those people that you want to perform well with, so to speak, do you have those conversations beforehand of, like, what your interests are and, like, what what you have found in your experience before them, like, works and doesn't work? Do you do that? I mean, usually. Maybe not beforehand unless I'm, like, actually in a relationship with them. If it's like a hookup, like in the moment, ask like, "What's okay? What do you mean to?" Stuff like that. Um, then you know, like, use things besides my dick too to like get them going. Because I mean, I like you know not just penetrative sex. Mm. So like going down, receiving, everything else, teasing. Like that's all like 
it extends it too and makes it more fun versus like I feel like just penetrative sex feels like oh I'm just trying to nut and get out of here mm-hmm. so if it's someone I actually want to have sex with I do a lot more because it's more it's fun for me too but if it's like if I don't want to have that fun with you that means I'm literally trying to nut and bolt I'm trying to come and go. <laughs> Sorry, you just reminded me there was a show at CCT that was called Nut and Bolt. I, re- I know, I know. <laughs> and anytime I thought about that, I was like, Hot Boy Summer, let's run it. I'm about to go but, Nut and Bolt. What? I'm about to go see the show. What? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, and usually, like, if I didn't, if, I guess if I went soft, like, I, and did Nut that day, if it's somebody I actually cared about, usually it was like, I was already feeling anxious that day about other things. Mm-hmm. And that just continues. Like, oh, not me about this. Um, but yeah, if if you're just a regular person, and I'm not drunk, I don't have to impress you. So I don't care. I'm probably not going to see you again. That's so. interesting. I so I tend to have these conversations with my partners in the sense of like setting the expectation of. You do not by any means need to make me nut in order for the sex to be deemed successful. Successful. Um, I tend to be a more difficult nut for people to achieve. It's just the way it is. Uh, Probably because I haven't had the people who do the things that I want them to do as I've told them to do it. Um, one partner would tire out after about two minutes ahead and he would, he would stop sucking at truly the wrong times. And he's just like, bro, I am so close. And then you decided to pull away and now I'm just angry. I'm like Hulk smash mode now because it was there and then you stopped. Um, (laughs) there was the guy who bit my dick while he was sucking it. And then got upset at me because it's like, you won't finish. It's like, bitch, I'm in pain. No, I'm not going to finish. Like, I'm over here thinking I can't go to class. Like, I might need to go to the hospital after this. And I went to one of my roommates at the time and was like, every time my dick hits my underwear, it hurts. I think I'm in trouble. Like, if that's what having an STD feels like, I don't want no STDs. <laughs> I don't think you'd want one anyway. <laughs> but... Specifically because of that, <laughs> I don't think I can. This do is more it. effective than sex ed classes. Actually, having sex. <laughs> um, the one partner, like I said, I literally started convulsing. Um, so we'll we'll move past that one. <laughs> we'll move past. That. Um, but like, I I just I wish when it came to sex that people would. This is why I have an issue with us and our society in terms of how we tend to shame conversations of sex and sex workers. Because we keep it so lock and key and we put sex up on this pedestal, people who are in these entanglements, these romantic relationships, don't even feel comfortable to have these conversations of their needs and expectations. So they're only going based off of societal expectations of what they should do, which pretty much always is you need to nut. And sex doesn't have to end with a nut like some of the greatest sex I've ever had actually resulted in either neither of us finishing or if we did um, it was after hours of having sex and we actually just jacked off together it's and it's 
every person has their own different needs and expectations and wants and and I'll even say that it changes with your partner. Like the needs I have for like one partner will be very different than I have with another depending upon the chemistry we share with each other, depending upon the memories we have with each other and the level of intimacy I share with you. So I just I wish that we as a society and maybe even as a human race were more comfortable with discussing sex and stop shaming sex, stop trying to pretend like it doesn't exist. Uh, because we teach our kids early on like sex is basically you know a very private thing which like if that's how you want it to be you're more welcome to do that but we shouldn't keep it so lock and key to the point that our our young adults don't know how to discuss it with our partners yeah. stop pretending also, like young adults don't have sex because i know how you got here i know how i got here i know how the majority of us got here and that's because somebody got some pussy and that's okay that's perfectly fine but how do you expect people to have healthy relationships while stifling the communication in their relationship it's also absolutely insane that like we have such a stigma around talking about sex when everything especially in the u.s is based around sex like we the only sex you can't talk about is between partners for some reason like because when you're with friends because you should talk about sex like who they're hooking up with like men and women you should talk about their hookups what they did whatever it's on so many advertisements right like people like watch commercials are sexualized because like oh it's gonna make you so handsome so classy oh wow it's so dainty and so sexy look at this like everything is sexualized so it's so weird that everything is about sex but it's also like song lyrics and stuff like everything is about sex it's like sex which is about power which is a whole issue but like it's kind of that it takes a lot of the power of the individuals in it out because they're not talking about so somebody's gonna be dominating that if they're not actually sexually mature um and able to have those discussions of what they actually want to do so i definitely agree like like sex education in the U.S. is really just to scare people because mm-hmm. like I don't learn anything about sex I learn about STDs I learn about parts of the body that don't matter to me because I don't remember them and I wasn't going to learn it because I was not going to be a doctor like I learned about like how to be sexually healthy you know parts of me to check for stuff but I don't know all the inner workings of it I have a basic idea but I knew people were having sex in high school and stuff, and none of that was addressed in health or anything like that. I remember going through the sexual education, and I think it was like freshman year, and being like, this doesn't pertain to me because this isn't the type of sex that I'm having. Because mm-hmm. it was so heteronormative that I was just like, hmm. Oh, yeah, that too well this isn't teaching me about what like we do you know and how to keep us safe and I think just that erasure of queer identity in the sexual health made it more more confusing growing up like I said I didn't have sex until my senior year of high school after our marching band practice um not like in marching band but like after we got done I drove to like Easton to this guy's house um and this was someone who, like, you know, I'd known him for many years. I want to say, like, three to four years. We had kind of been on and off, on and off type of deal. 
Um, so like I, I felt like I had a lot of trust in him and that's why, you know, I, I had put sex on such a high pedestal. It's like I will only have sex with someone who I'm really comfortable and I trusted and all this and I mean to a degree I'm glad I did it. Um but also to a degree it made the aftermath of the situation very uncomfortable. Uh because there are there are things that happen during gay sex that people don't tell you. It's just not discussed. Um in terms of like the cleaning policies and procedures or like how to probably protect yourself in queer sex is very different than heteronormative sex and when some shit went down I didn't know who to turn to or talk to I didn't have many queer friends uh, in high school Um, couldn't go to my parents because like what the fuck would they know about how I fuck um so it was just it was a very much like I don't know what to do. Like I don't even know if the experience that I had at the time was normal. If it wasn't normal, I don't know. So there was definitely some time of just like I'm just trying to figure it out cuz then I didn't I didn't have sex again after that for 2 years cuz I don't think I ever fucked in the dorms. Because uh, my freshman year, I had a roommate who he was also another queer man. So everyone assumed we were fucking, which we never did. Like, we spent a lot of time with each other, but we just never had sex. That wasn't that wasn't our expectation of each other. Um, and then my sophomore year, I lived by myself. I uh, just never brought anyone over, not in, not in dorm setting. Um, so then I didn't start having sex again until my junior year when we had our house. Um, and it was just it was a lot easier to be like yeah I'm gonna I'm get on Grinder. I'm gonna do this I'm gonna send people my address and you know just come on over doors unlocked I'm up on the second floor let's do this cause then I hooked up with a guy who like one of the first boyfriends ever had like back in like 8th grade we reconnected years later he worked at McDonald's at the time uh, and was driving his mom's van um, and we had kissed a couple of times when he came up to the dorms freshman sophomore year. Um, but like we finally fucked in my house. And again, it was weird because because I held sex on such a high pedestal, to be honest, the moment we fucked, I was like, God damn it. This means I have to date him. Like, that's just how my brain like kind of understood the situation. Um, and he was years older than me. I think it was. I think he's five years older than me. Um, so definitely had a much more mature ideology of what was happening in that relationship. But I just didn't. I didn't have the sexual experiences. So I spent time being like, I don't. I don't know what to do because I don't really want to date you. But I feel like you're owed it. I feel like I owe this to you now because I've slept with you. Mm. And again, still didn't have a lot of queer friends that I could talk to. And even if I did have a lot of queer friends, I don't know if I'd have felt comfortable discussing these sexual topics. I was always kind of told like it was taboo to talk about. So it's just it. We just need to talk more about sex. And like you said, it's laced in just about everything we do. I read mm-hmm. some of the like the slogans at work that are on some of like their t-shirts and all that and I'm like you can 
literally see the sexual innuendos in there. And that's why they did it. And there's also so many shows and movies where there's like sex scenes written in that don't even have to be there. They just happen. Like it's all around us. And it's like a lot of like, you know, the lack of talk about sex comes from like we were kids. Like, oh, it's like, it's only for making babies, which kind of goes like how sex education is very heteronormative. But we also see this, we know this happens. We know people having gay sex. We know people having, you know, lesbian sex. We know people are sleeping around, not procreating. We know that happens. We know the people that are telling us this are doing as well. Tell me every time a married man and woman have sex or doing with the intent of having a kid. Absolutely not. That's absolutely insane. So why don't we actually teach people safe sex instead of saying teaching abstinence, which we know they're not going to do because we've seen it's unsuccessful. It's, yeah. I think I've seen like a lot of, I've, like the past few years, I remember seeing stuff of like certain schools, like actually teaching like more comprehensive sex education, mm-hmm. like actual like, um, you know, LGBT sex, like for both um, male to male and uh, females together. And then also just like, those conversations and like pleasuring your partner so like that's good i'm glad people our age are more open with having these conversations i think that's a fan of social media like how we're all kind of connected be able to share these experiences and be like oh wait this isn't just limited to me like other people agree this is wrong let's do something about it so i'm happy that's happening but i definitely think we have a long way to go in that aspect both with because i think like the conversation we started this episode with stems from those kind of conversations that are happening now of our generation being more open to talk about it. Like, you think one of the boomers would be like, would even entertain that conversation? Yeah. Ma- oh, like some I old mean, grandpa would like... We don't talk about that. Yeah, like, oh, I don't I do not do that. That's why you're grumpy all the fucking time. <laughs> Go beat your meat and you'll feel a lot better. And also, I know that's a lie. Like... Ain't had a nut in 20 years. That's why he's so angry, sir. Yeah. Like... Actually, if I don't nut in 20 years, I'll die. For 20 whole years? I could not imagine. I feel like my body would just build up enough jizz that I just explode and become the milkman. Like, I could not do it. Jerking off keeps me calm. Like, you think... Like, when I go a while with not doing it, that's when, like, I have my crazy... Like, like, the stories of me, like, wilding out, that's usually when those happen. I'm so full of, like, energy testosterone. It's like, I start doing dumb shit. Like, it's better... For me and the world, if I jerk off consistently, amen. Otherwise, I will get into problems. Come back. I so I feel so like full vitality. Like I'm so like great. I'm so powerful. I just do whatever I want. And then that's when we have stories like our drunken night and <laughs> other things. I just like kind of say whatever I want. It's like it keeps me keeps me good. Keeps me chill. The other thing I want to say, I don't know if you agree with this, but we'll see. I personally think it is perfectly healthy to be able to have sexual relations with your partner that you're, you know, you're dating, in a relationship with whatever, mm-hmm. and still continue your traditions of self-pleasure. I think yeah. it's very important to do it personally. I found it, I found it very empowering in relationships I have been in to be able to say, like, all right, hon, I'm about to go jack off. And for him, it was just very natural to be like, okay, I'll see you when you finish. Don't take too long, though. We got reservations. You know, mm-hmm. like, shit like that. Versus, like, 
the expectation that every time I have to nut, that's now his responsibility to take care of that. Because no, you're yeah, not always going to be there. That shit is exhausting. And I don't mm-hmm. always want to have sex with you. Sometimes I just want to jerk off. And that's okay. It does not mean you are any less sexually attractive to me. That's not what that is at all. But there is something that is almost euphoric about physically checking in with your body. Mm-hmm. Being able to take that time to feel... Because, like, there have been moments where I've realized, like, oh, actually, this might be a sad little yanker here. And I didn't realize it until I started, you know? Um, being able to have that time to be... Like, I was thinking, like, man, like, you've been depressed being your meat. Like, you just think about things and check it off. Like, that's a that's a check-in. It's a, it's a like, good little stop in your life. You're just like, we're just gonna... I don't know, man. Maybe just... just <laughs> Why you hit it so aggressive? You just really slamming your balls with this motion. You just kind of like, it's not a backstop, bro. Like, mean, yo, chill, chill. Um, no, yeah, I get you. But definitely, like, being able to take that time to do that by yourself is important. And also, if couples are interested, um, the introduction of of toys, I find it be very, very fun, very like Beyblades, like Beyblades. Um, and you don't. You don't always have to rely on a hard dick when you got one in your little red bin, ready to go. You know what I mean? Beyblading to somebody's coochie. <laughs> Especially Let it rip. I think for me, and the interest I have in queer sex is kind of that sliding scale of gender performance in sex and mm-hmm. uh, the energies of masculine versus femininity, femininity. Femininity. Um, how, you know, I, I believe in the relationships I am interested in are mm-hmm. the relationships where that energy ebbs back and forth. You know, yeah. where my partner allows me to feel that more masculine energy some days and understands that there are others in which I might present more uh, feminine energy. And he does the same thing. Um, you know, it's why, you know, like my pronouns are not the highest concern for me because I present masculine so you know in society it's easier to say he him but to mm-hmm. be honest uh, pronouns don't have a weight for me in terms of like how people address me just because in queer culture you're going to get called girl a lot anyway and just to be inclusive people tend to lean towards they if they don't want to assume which is great mm-hmm. so I tend not to care too much about my pronouns um, but I that's what excites me most about sex because I like the moment where it's like alright like you know I'm talking to my partner and then you know in a moment here in a moment he just has that I guess testosterone rush and all of a sudden like I'm on my back and it's like we going on a ride and we're doing this together <laughs> and I, I like yeah. that I enjoy I enjoy not knowing what's going to happen as long as I don't die like that that's fair. That's what excites me. That's what I'm interested in. And, you know, that's not for everyone. People like gender norms. People like gender roles, even in queer relationships. And if that's what works for you, find a partner that matches that. I just know for me, mm-hmm. the partner I want is going to ebb back and forth because also we might be able to do that in public, especially because with the industry I want to be in, I don't always want it to be all the time as though, like, you know, it's Chorsey and his husband, Chorsey and this. Like, I want it to be where sometimes they say his name first. And other times they say my name first because I want it to be two people who are equal in the public mm-hmm. eye, not that's my husband or I'm his husband all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But 
my that might just be because I tend to overanalyze about ideologies and gender performance of sex and how that gender performance of sex translates into relationships and how it translates from your relationships into the public eye where public eye truly only reflects off of vocal and physical expression and then body size for the most part for queer guys because most will assume the smaller guy is going to be the little twinkish type of bottom um, and that the bigger guy is going to be your bearish type of top um, not understanding there can be a subverse to those expectations and there can be a flow just there, just as there is a flow for gender identity and gender performance there needs to be the same thing for sexual identity and sexual performance yeah yeah I definitely agree sometimes it's hard just like even like like trying to think about what you said it's like we're so nice to have these discussions so even though like you know, I know you and I have these conversations a lot it's like so it's kind of like it's weird how it's new to have these mm-hmm. discussions and be this open it's 2021 and we're still trying to figure out how to properly have sex with each other we fucking let's talk about fucking we've been fucking since the beginning of time like if one thing this man has been known for it's because we fuck and then we spread we fuck and then we continue to spread but it it, 2000 years and we still ain't doing it right 2000 years bro that's how long you think humanity's been around (laughs) Remember these Bible thumpers, my guy? <laughs> Bible thumpers? You think thumpers? 2021 is how old the earth is? Yep. Nothing existed before zero. You think there are negative years, Medica? That's not how time works. How is it? That's make not it how sense. math make it make sense. works. That's not how like one, of my, one of my favorite jokes, I, I can't remember where I saw it. I was probably Twitter because I live on Twitter. And there's like, um, just like people like in like the Roman years or whatever. Oh, yo. It's 44 BC. Next year is 43 BC. He's so like, what's BC? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. What the fuck is like, a B? I don't know what this is. That's so weird. Uh, damn. That's got me thinking, like, talking, like, the lack of conversation about sex stemmed from a very Western um, Christian normative society. Mm hmm. And then also the way our calendar is is 100% Christian because it's about when Jesus, not even when he was born or when he died. I don't know how we chose zero because he would have been four. I don't know if my guy was like a prodigy <laughs> doing like water to apple juice at zero, zero. I don't, yeah, I, like, I don't understand why see we chose. It was very... Western normative. It also confuses me, like, why his birthday isn't at the start of a month. Because we don't fucking know. It's based off pagan holidays. Like, oh, there's a lot of people using already? When, you know, the Brits and Christianity reached, you know, or Romans and Christianity reached, like, the English Isles? Sweet. What are the holidays they're celebrating? Perfect. Let's do this. But you would think, like, the... his birthday should be the start of the year, right? Because that would be the start of his year. So, like... I don't know. I'm just saying, from a logic, from a logical perspective, his birthday you is You think Christians are late. logical? It, his birthday should be January 1st. He should be it a should January. Be. Like, the New be. Year's baby should be baby Jesus. Also, how come Easter happens a different day every year? 
it's wild to me that they're like, yeah, it's so just he, somewhere. So he came in, back on a April. different day every year. If y'all gonna make it that time, I mean, he's a man, so that seems accurate to me. That's true. Be like, I, I'll That's get fair. there when I get there. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, so th- okay, that one does kind of check out. But also, what's the, what's the rabbit for? It's uh, it's um, how he uh, how he sprang out of the the tomb, and he uh, he's doing some he was laying, laying candied eggs because the birth of Christ is just so sweet. Eggs aren't and sweet. The candied eggs. Eggs representing. So birth. he was just shitting eggs out his ass. He turned water into wine. Like that's where you draw the line. You don't think. You don't think Jesus shot eggs. That sounds like Jesus might be a bottom. Jesus was definitely a bottom. Oh no. He got nailed with two of his buddies or two of his buddies in front of a crowd. That's bottom behavior. He just let it happen. You tell me you don't think Jesus got fucked. <laughs> Look up. No lightning. We're good. We're safe. I'm actually concerned. I have never. Where's the light? <laughs> Jesus like carried his own cross where it was like whipping him. Like he was, he liked it. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna get murdered. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get to pearly gates. And, uh, like they're like, "Yo, like, turn around." I'm like, "What do you? Ta- what I do? What I do, bro? What I do?" Jesus will be there like with his arms folded. I'm like, "What?" Oh, no. Say it out loud. Say what I said. Dakota, I worry for us in the afterlife. I'm very. Good thing worried. we had that whole episode about it. Talk about it. Oh no. Oh, I I have never actually like been significantly worried than with that little bit you just did yeah sometimes i say stuff i'm like bro you're really relying heavily on this not happening you're not you're not and i say these things not sure if it will happen or not like i can't say like i don't believe in it so i'm just getting myself in trouble on purpose i hope you have a sense of humor i'll just go up there's like you can't that was so out of pocket i was like oh wow been dead for 2,000 years and never got a sense of humor. Like, it's shit like this. It's shit like this when you're going to hell. I'm like, what I do? Oh, no. I'm just going to hell by association. Yeah, you come with me. <laughs> nah, he'll send you to hell because you're gay. <laughs> I don't... I feel like he might send bottoms to hell. <laughs> Again, right back. Jesus was a bottom. That's hypocritical. He might be one of those like gay supporters, or like as long as you're doing the straight acting sex, then like I can support you. But you have to be a gold star top. Like if you've ever bottomed, you're going to hell. (laughs) Actually, I feel like the line would be: you ever look, let a man lick your asshole. That's sus. But licking a man's asshole is not sus. No, no, no. Like, the line to be sent to hell is, like, licking a man's ass. Like, letting your asshole be licked and more. It's, like, gotcha. bottom behavior. Okay. Gotta get you sent to hell. That makes sense. Because, like, having someone suck your dick is... That's, that, that's, that's cool. That's yeah, right. I think I read that in the Bible. I think Jesus talked about that. Like, after they got drunk, I think they had this conversation. They're just like, yo, Jesus, what gets you sent to hell? I was like, you, you two, definitely going to hell. You two are way too close. Don't even ask the question. Uh, like, you just know you're going. You like, know. All right, cool. Judas. I'm going to see Judas, you there, Judas. right? You'll be there? Six o'clock? <laughs> we going to meet at six? Six thirty. I know, you're black, I so... top you, but you're going to hell. 
So this is why I'm freaking selling you out. You what? You selling me? Would I top Jesus to make my way into heaven? Yeah. I guess it depends on how tight he is. I mean, if he's like a greedy bottom, I don't know, man. He seemed like, kind of cool from the stories. No, he seemed pretty, pretty I haven't cool. read a lot of them, so I don't really know. Me neither. Also, how old is he? Well, are we saying like from when he was born to now? Or like how old about was he when he died? Like early 30s. Oh, I can fuck a man in his early 30s. Early 30s, mid 30s, I think. Uh, mid thirties is a little sus, but I could I could do it. I could, I could, That's if you die right now. But I'm like, I, at most, and there's a ten year difference between you right now and when Jesus died. I'm pretty sure. At most, I think you do it. You, oh, you think I could do it? That's all the confidence I need to have sex. My boy Dakota told me I could fuck you, so I guess I can do it now. Let's get her up. Think about what I know about who you like. I mean, he's going to be, like, pretty masculine, but also, like, pretty in touch with his feminine side because he wore a dress all the time. Um, <laughs> you like wine. He likes wine. He's pretty strong. He had to carry that cross and the burden of humanity on his shoulders. That's pretty two heavy things. He threw rocks at women. I know you like to do that, too. What? <laughs> No, he didn't. He just told other people to throw rocks. That's how I'm interpreting that story. He didn't say, don't throw a stone. He said, you without sin, cast the first stone. So, <laughs> kids were allowed to. And then adults could? If they were without sin. So, he's probably saying, like, yo, none of y'all are innocent. Oh, wait, but you said the first stone. So to me, as long as the first stone is thrown by someone who... Yeah, just make a baby throw and then like everyone else Everyone is... else is good. Yeah, that's how I'd interpret it. That's how I did. Yeah. What else things did you two have in common? He's black. He's black? Yeah. I like, I like him flavorful. Why did you smack your lips like that? I'm, I'm just thinking. I did just not think about like that. what you and Jesus have in common. Mm. You get a little claustrophobic, right? Oh my god, escape rooms! <laughs> How did I catch that one? Yeah, you love escape rooms. Jesus escaped the tomb. Rhymes of room. I think it's the kind of same thing. It, that's, it took him three days. He's obviously not very good at it. So you'd have to. Teach so we'd have to like we'd have to teach him the ways. Like, yeah. bro, it's a four digit lock. There's not that many combinations. He's like, yo, what's a digit? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do an escape room with Jesus. That'd be so much fun. Like, bro, teleport us out of here. Come on. Like, it needs to be you, I, and Jesus doing an escape room, and like. He sees us amping each other and he goes, what the fuck is happening? It's like, bro, it's good. If we're quiet, there's an issue, okay? Let this happen. Yeah, but then the issue is like it'd be you and I doing our thing and then Jesus like, Jesus, go the fuck over Just, there, dude. Like, You're in the, my way. Like, nigga, get the fuck out. Get this King fuck out. King of Kings, like, bitch, get out of my face. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you. I'm going to punch you in the face, Jesus. I'm gonna... <laughs> He's oh, like, if you know we were on like, the floor choice. is lava, Jesus Say would be what? the one we kick out. Yeah, Jesus would be. I'm like, hey, Jesus... 
look over there and chill a bit. <laughs> like, bro, you're going to hell. I'm like, I, I know. But right now, you're going down. <laughs> who's in the lava, though? Who's in hell? <laughs> Not me. I made it. <laughs> Cut your hair, hippie. <laughs> All right, we're going to end this before we get ourselves <laughs> in any I purpose. said that before I faced my hands like, bro, <laughs> shut up. We are we are in so much trouble. This is worse than, like, knowing you're going to be in trouble with mom or dad because we have to live with this for years. Like, this is even back in my head. It's like, bro, you said some crazy shit. God's going to know. And it's recorded. Like, everyone's going to know this. And then She's probably listening right now. We have to live with this for years until, like, we take our last breath. And this will probably be the last thing I think about. It's like, I'm like, bro, fuck. you know where you're waking up. <laughs> I, I was like to myself, like, if we're, like, down next to each other, like, see you at the pearly gates, like, bro, you know damn well I will not see you there. <laughs> They're not even, like, I'm going to, I am can't even get to, like, the the door to get to the pearly gates. Like, you didn't let me get all the way up to the pearly gates? No. I'm not even allowed in that community. <laughs> all right, y'all. That wraps up another episode of Keep The devil's going to meet me at my body, bro. <laughs> yes, this is a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Keep It 100 with Dakota and Chorsey. Uh, if you like what you heard, pray for us. <laughs> bro, if you like what you heard, you're coming with us. <laughs> Please pray for us. We need all the support we can. <laughs> Fucking Patreon. Pray for us. Yo, can y'all pay tithings for us? Like, we two broke bitches who talk too much. Like, just... <laughs> and the more episodes we do, the further we go come down. So please, <laughs> somebody, anybody, anoint us. I don't know how that process works, but I need to be annoying. Anointed. <laughs> we are annoying. <laughs> this is not good. Um, but yeah pour one out for us please uh, keep listening subscribe find us wherever you found this podcast please go to church pray for us whatever religion you follow Um, keep us in your thoughts because we do need it Um, yeah hope you uh, enjoyed this one as we got ourselves put in the shit list <laughs> I mean let's be honest we were already on the shit list this is like it's in sharpie at this point on whatever it's written on like it was in pencil probably until about seven years ago yeah. and, then, and then it was sharpie so now every time and then we just... met each other and now we're just like yeah we said that Yeah. And he now just... we're gonna record it we're gonna let people know what we think <laughs> He's just carving it in. At this point, it's like carved into stone that is like framed up in his bedroom. It's like mm-hmm. these two. And it's like when you get brought to the principal's office, like with God, and now we're just like carving it into his desk. <laughs> yes. We're like, we're not backing down at all. <laughs> um, so if you like what you heard in this episode, pray. Um, subscribe and rate us on Spotify and Apple iTunes music uh, podcast. I struggle with that word. Um, please, please, please. It's the best way to help continue to support us if you subscribe. So you get the little <laughs> notifications of when the next episode is posted. Um, and then share and tell people to listen. Uh, also, we are doing something special. We are finally able to announce 
that we're going to be doing a live episode. So, check us out Saturday, June 19th at 2 p.m. You can check us out on any of our social medias because we'll be live on there. We'll also be live on our YouTube channel, I think, and maybe on Twitch. I don't know. I haven't set shit up yet. I'll get it together. Um, but if you check us out on social medias, I'll have all the links posted of where you can find our live episode. So we're going to be in person for this episode. And truly, whatever happens is just going to happen. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, there's going to be some links for y'all to, like, send us your questions and all that as well. Um, and you'll also be able to do it during the live stream. But you'll also be able to see us for the first time for our episode so it won't just be our beautiful voices, but our beautiful faces. Um, so please, hair did. We're gonna do face washes. It's gonna be beautiful. So please, please check us out Saturday, June nineteenth, two p.m. Eastern time. I know we got some West Coast listeners, so two p.m. Eastern time, eleven o'clock Western time. No, probably. Western, that sounds right. P- what is that? It's three hours. Yeah, Pacific time. Pacific. That's the name. I, <laughs> Western. I was time. like, yeah, it's Western. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're East, they're West. There yeah. we go. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks so much, y'all. Oh, and also, subscribe to our Patreonies. Uh, first 20 subscribers do get a special present handmade from Dakota and I. Um, you will not want to miss this present. It comes yeah. with a very cool, very fun, and personalized uh, gift that Dakota and I have been working on for quite a while. So, mm-hmm. um, truly, it. it only takes a dollar for you to subscribe. It goes a long way to supporting us. And if you do, uh, you'll get a little present from us. So we're gonna lick your clits. Oh, I can't promise that. Never mind. Do you do you you know who subscribed to our Patreon right now? There's one very uh, problematic no. person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh. End the episode! End the episode! Cue music! <laughs> <laughs>